Hello, everyone, and welcome to Solid Steps Radio. My name is Chad Russell. That is Kurt Souter, and he is with Further Stone Ministries. And we are a show called Solid Steps Radio. If you're finding us accidentally, we hope you can continue to listen to us. But we are a show that really has originated as a show for men by men, talking about things from a men's man's perspective in life. And we love our lady listeners, but we really wanted to talk to the heart of men. Oh, you, we love our lady listeners. Well, yeah, Don't you love. I like anybody who listens to our show. To be honest with you, um, and this is this is my now. If I'm knocking the rust off. This is the first time I have recorded a show with Kurt since October. I think it was of, of last year. Took a little hiatus, but we're back, refreshed and ready to go. So, uh, thank you for listening to our show. Uh, and today, I wanted to. We're, we're talking about a story, and one of the parts of us as a radio show is we want to tell the story God is writing in men's lives. And I want to do a little word association with our listeners. If I say the word prisoner, what do you think of immediately? Now, most people may think, uh, you know, criminal, uh, poor person. Uh, you may think a lot of things. Person who is immoral. Uh, but today we're going to talk to someone who went from prison to pursuing a PhD and being a professor at a college. And you're like, well, that's an, how many people make that that transition from being in prison to teaching in a college? Well, today we're going to talk about it. And truth be told, not very few men can ever get to that point uh, on their own. They're going to need somebody to bring them along. And God did do that with this guest. Yeah. So, Chad, it is a great uh, honor to welcome uh, my brother, Victor Vincent. Yes. yes. Brother, welcome to the show. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Thank yeah. You, thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. You know, uh, the first time I met you it was a little cafe and uh, I'm going, I, I visit this cafe fairly frequently <laughs> and I see this guy uh, studying, Chad, you know, like about a three inch uh, theology <laughs> book. And I'm going, I think that looks like a theology book. And I we struck up a conversation, and uh, that was, brother, that was, what, five or six years ago, I think. Yeah, because I had just finished my master's. So, yeah, we're talking seven years ago. <laughs> seven years ago. And we're still together. And we, dude, and yeah, we had lunch together uh, not too long ago. And, and I go, dude, I, we, I've got to share your story. Because there's not a lot of people that I know who have been in prison and are now uh, finishing up their PhD. <laughs> Dude, that's some serious. Uh, that's that's some serious transformation. It, it is. It is. It's. It's. Um, first of all, it's, it's a lot of trusting God. It's a lot of uh, God building patience in me and me. Uh, allow him to do any and everything he needs to do to to get me back on the right track because I was way out there uh, in my journey with God. And uh, I, I'm just grateful. Uh, it's not easy, but it's worth it. Amen. It's um, anything worth great value usually isn't easy. True. So and, true. Uh, so so let, uh, I want you to talk to our listeners because uh, – uh, Kind of from your your growing up years, um, tell us uh, just t just talk to our listeners about that. You were a little rascal for a while. I was a little rascal. I was curious, very curious, mischievous ch uh, child. I grew up in a Christian home, 
Uh, most people assume that, oh, you must have came from a low economic family and you, you know, you had uh, your mom and parents were divorced and all that. No, actually, uh, my parents married all my life, uh, very middle class home and best of schools, you name it. But I just had this mischievous, curious streak in me that I would try anything and, you know, break whatever rule and take the punishment. I was a glutton for punishment. And along the way of growing up in life, uh, you know, the, the, the drugs, the crime, all that just seemed to, to just seek me out. And I accepted it. I, I really uh, embraced it in a sense. And I was a very educated child, too. So it wasn't a child who was in bad grades and all. No, I was an all-A student uh, from elementary through high school. You know, my conduct was just terrible. <laughs> so, but <laughs> The grades were okay, grades but were the, okay, conduct the conduct was so terrible. High. So I, 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 I had a lot of punishments, a lot of capital punishment, <laughs> uh, some suspensions, and uh, eventually, actually sixth grade, I uh, got kicked out of middle school, uh, got caught drinking alcohol on the bus, and the bus driver, my dumb not thinking, threw the bottle in the garbage can in the back. Of course, it lit the whole bus up when she got off. I mean, when we all got off. And uh, i never forget, they called my name over the intercom. I go to the principal's office. He's got mom on the phone, dad on the phone, the bus driver in the office, and the bottle was sitting on the on the desk, and oh, I'm man. like, "Oh my God!" And they like, "Well, you you got to go." You know, they kicked me out of school. Um, I was suspended for a while. I had to get reinstated back in the Jefferson County school system. What, what did your dad and mom say? Mom was just hurt. Dad was lift. Dad was livid because dad was actually he traveled, so he was out of town on the phone out of town. Ooh. And all I heard was, I'm on my way. <laughs> and now I'm in the sixth grade. And the fear here, of the Lord came oh upon you. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Because my mom is sitting there giving me that look like your dad's going to kill you. And, and I knew that look because she's like, I'm, I'm not even going to. She said, I'm not even going to touch you. I'm not going to say a word. Your dad's on the way. And I heard him over the phone. Oh, I'm on my way. And it just, I, my whole life just sunk out of me, just I wilted. I'm like, he's going to kill me. This this one is going to do it. And believe it or not, he came home. They sat me at the table. We had a long conversation about right and wrong, how you, you know, we've raised you and, you know, the whole Christian talk, the love. But I went right back out and kept doing just dumb stuff, man. You you, uh, you just couldn't get, you had to go back to the slop. I had to, you know, I'd do well for a while and just, I was a glutton for punishment. Mm. And it, it just kept going because once that happened, you know, the, the marijuana came. Uh, and when the marijuana came, all the other crimes and troubles came. Went into high school, same thing. Did you, uh, did you ever get kicked out of high school? No, I'm well, yes, I did. I got cooked out of one high school here and had to go to another high school um, and end up graduating and finishing uh, on time. But it just once you once I started that pattern, it walk. It just keeps coming with you. I, I tell young people all the time when you start it, it's hard to stop it. And it has friends and they keep coming mm. and inviting you to other things. And before you know it. You you're the you're the uh, you're the joy of the party, and, and they'll love you all day long. 
what, what what's the saying? A sin will take you farther than you wanted to go, yes. longer than you wanted to stay, and it will yeah. cost you more or, than you wanted no. to pay. Yes, yes, it did. And it was uh, that that you were going down that road. Oh, I, I went down that road. It was a long journey from starting in middle school with the drinking and smoking to high school. Uh, the same thing. Left high school, went to four, end up going to four different colleges, just partying and kicking it and all that good stuff. Uh, got kicked out of the military for drugs. Now, 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 back up before you went to the military, it, it, it was it was the Navy. Is that yes. right? Yes. Um, did were you complete with your college education? No, no. I, I left high school, went to one college, and just basically just had a ball. I had a ball. I can't lie. I had a ball after the the uh, second year because uh, I went to the first college. I got kicked off campus in the uh, first semester for drinking and drugs and fighting. Um, so they kicked me off the campus, let me stay in school with the help of, again, dad and some relatives to talk them into, hey, he's, he's intelligent enough. He just does dumb stuff. But uh, they let me stay in school but couldn't stay on campus. So I was able to come on campus, go to class, had to leave. Couldn't hang around, couldn't do none of that because I was just causing all kind of mischief and havoc on the campus. When did you jump into the military? I went to the military in 91. Went to the military in 91. Uh, was in the military for two and a half years and got caught uh, smoking, smoking marijuana. And I, that's when they started the no tolerance. So I was one of the first, you got to go. So they kicked me straight out of the, the military. Dishonorable. Got a dishonorable discharge um, and, and left the military, tried to come back here home. And I'm okay. I'm going to go back, try to go back to college. I went to two schools here. It, I just never could get in the rhythm. I never could catch back on track. I always was chasing that drug and, and the party and the street and all that came with that stuff. Uh, and it just kept, it broke me all the way down um, in and out of jail every two years. It, I mean, that recidivism is true every two years. I, I could go back and look at the record. You know, the Bible says the Bible talks about the simple and the fool. I was the fool. <laughs> and you were going, down I was the, going down the fool path, you know, um, Victor, when I, I when I hear your story, and as I'm hearing it again now, um, I, there's light at the end of the tunnel, and we're going to get to that in a minute. We're going to take a break in a moment, but I, I I want to remind our listeners that God is a redeeming God. Yes, he is. No matter no matter where you are in life, it doesn't matter. If you are down the road where Victor was and just making a mess of your life, God is not dead. He is a redeeming God. So we're going to take a break, come back shortly, and hear more about Victor's story, more God's story, really, and what he did with Victor and took him from... Uh, now, we heard a lot, but Victor hadn't even heard, had to, headed to prison yet, so we right. have a lot more story to tell. So come back next, and we'll, we'll continue that story here on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. Chad Russell, Kurt Satter, along with Victor Vincent, and we are telling an amazing story. And we're only one segment in. We're talking about getting drunk on a sixth grade in sixth grade on a school bus. We're talking about drugs. We're talking about getting dishonorably discharged. And that was just the first segment. Uh, so this next segment, it gets it gets a little bit more adventurous and worse for our guests. But uh, we want to thank our sponsors, LNN Credit Union. They are a local lender. And by the way, I was talking to them today about refinancing my car loan, which is already with them. 
and they make it really easy, folks. L&N Credit Union, they are a great organization in the Louisville, area, Louisville Kentuckyana area. Uh, please look them up. And then Vision First Eye Care, 11 different cities in the Louisville area, six locations in, in Metro Louisville. They are an incredible place if you want to get your eyes taken care of and you need to see better. You're not just a, a, a set of eyes, you are a person. And then Frank Enterprises. Frank Enterprises, professional septic tank, landscaping, wastewater management. They, If there's something going on outside of your house with water, management, water drainage, landscaping, Frank Enterprises can take care of you. So, okay, yeah. So, you know, Victor, uh, yeah, you're going down this bad road. And I, again, there's... There's there's hope coming. There's hope coming. There's hope coming, yeah. folks. I'm not um, even 21 yet, and I'm already <laughs> ruined my life. <laughs> but you have you have been making a mess of yeah. your life. Yes. And okay, you got kicked out of uh, out of the military. Now talk. You 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 you're uh, what? What happens next? That is where the funnel begin to open even wider because now I'm deciding that okay, I'm gonna try to work, hustle all at the same time, uh, which wasn't working at all. Got married, kids, uh, but the drugs got deeper. Went from marijuana, drinking, to, you know, cocaine, crack, pills. Op- I was doing pills before opioid thing. Yeah, it was way. So all of this is happening on a daily basis. So it's part of my daily life. Um, and, and my life is spiraling down. Nothing I could do is really working for me. I'm losing jobs not working, went from just a user to just flat out an addict. Now I'm not taking care of my family, sleeping out in the street, uh, stealing cars, sleeping where I could. I've slept in a multiple church parking lots in this city, multiple church parking lots, and had some of the most dynamic conversations with God uh, high sitting in those parking lots. But I, I end up uh, wanting to be the biggest Drug dealer, I could try to make this big, big. Make it big. Make it big. And I went, uh, I, I knew some guys. And as I was out in the street, I knew a lot of people. But this particular group I knew were on that level. And they's like, hey, <clears throat> you want to you wanna be a part of? I was like, sure. So we got together. Uh, I got involved. Next thing I know, making runs, uh, picking up drugs, crossing borders. U.S. borders, uh, making good money. I mean, it was happening quick. It really was. But, of course, eventually got got caught. Uh, got caught with a, uh, enough cocaine and marijuana <clears throat> that, you know, the judge sentenced me to 30 years in prison. Where would you get caught, Victor? I got caught, actually, in Arkansas. Okay. Um, didn't know it at the time, but they had been, you know, tracking the group or whatever. Uh, so, I, this, I guess, a perfect timing to kind of shut it down. And I got hit with uh, smuggling and trafficking across the U.S. borders, multiple borders, uh, you you name it. They they threw the book at me. I was so, guilty. So hey, so when when you when when you saw the cops and the handcuffs are on you, what is going through your mind? When when we got when I got uh, pulled over uh, on the highway, I mean I had I had already driven from all the way from from uh, Arizona. Made it to Arkansas. I'm thinking I'm I'm home in three hours, and I've passed so many police cars or whatever on the highway. Uh, coming through Arkansas, I could see the 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 Memphis Bridge, and police are sitting on the side. Next thing I, I I get closer to them, and it's traffic rush hour. 
Next thing I know, I see the lights come on. He comes on the road, forces cars in front of me, behind me. It's three of them behind me, off the road, and then... Now, are you by yourself? No, there's some people with me. It's two other guys actually with me. Okay. Push us off the road. Once they pushed us off the road into the distance where they did, I knew I'm like, oh, this is it. And they hopped out with the guns pointed, don't move, dogs, the whole, they had everything. And I just dropped my head on the stream. I knew, I was like, this is it. This, it's over. Is know? that the first time you had ever been arrested? No, not I'm the a, first time. I'm as a drug dealer? No, okay. no. I had had charges before, but right. nothing of this magnitude. Because you had a boatload of drugs with I, you. I had, had a lot with me, had a lot with me. I, I got a year for each one, so it's 30 years. That's what the judge gave me for each one. And it was, I mean, I knew, I knew the consequences anyway. It wasn't my first time doing it. But when got, getting caught, that the way that happened, I just knew it. I knew it was over. Um, I just threw up my hands and did, I didn't try to fight, didn't argue, nothing. All I could think about, I knew uh, my marriage is over because I had been going through multiple things. Uh, she was, she had been tired of being sick and tired. I just knew this was the icebreaker. My mom thinking about everybody that I know just all these years and love me and supporting me and trying to help me be the victor that they know uh, and mm. not this guy I had turned into. Mm. Um, and it just, your life kind of flashes before you in that moment. And they handcuffed me, uh, take me to, uh, take me to the Crittenden County Center in Arkansas and the processing and the, and the whole thing just starts to sink in, um, get convicted. And while sitting, uh, in jail in prison, rather waiting to, um, Really, in my mind, I was like, I'm, I'm going to die here in prison. There is no out. Nobody's coming to get me. Uh, there is no bail. You're not, it's, it's over. 30 years, you're here. Plus, I had to do 12 years flat before I could even come up for parole. Um, so I'm like, okay, I'm 33. I didn't did all the math. I'm 33 years old now. I got to do 12 years flat. Uh, I'll be, what, 40-something years old. And you usually don't get parole your first time, so you're going to probably get flopped, what they call flop, when you go off for parole at least twice, if you live that long, while you're in there. <laughs> you know? So all that went through my mind, and I just knew I was going to—I was dying in prison. And so so uh, what what happened? I, you know, the first, the first day— uh, was crazy. The first day there was what they call a shakedown in the middle of the night. Uh, the lights are off. The, the, all the guards come in with all this armor on and guns and lights and they turn your, your cell up, throwing stuff out, looking for whatever, paraphernalia, anything, guns on your, it's at your head, on your face. You know, it's loud. It's, it was just crazy. It's stuff you see in a movie. You know, I've, I've been locked up, but I've never been through that. Uh, so it was like, this is just, this can't be happening. But I'm like, I'm here. That's the first night. That was the first night. I'm like, I'm here. <laughs> Welcome to I'm day really one here. of the I, I am watched this some movies, you know. And then, too, I'm from out of town, so I don't know anybody. It's one thing I'm locked up at home. I, you're going to see somebody you know, which ain't a good thing. But you still, you you know some people. Didn't know nobody. Uh, they was My name was Kentucky. Yeah, they called you Kentucky. Kentucky, um, and and it was they knew why I was in there, what I was doing. Who, you know, you got caught. They knew more about me than I didn't know nothing about them. And I'm like, okay, this is just weird. It's 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 I can't believe it. Second night, I ha I didn't sleep, didn't eat. Third night, didn't sleep, didn't eat. There was a fight. Guy on the second, uh, third. 
tier and they fight and he threw him off the tier. He didn't fell out in the middle of the floor. Hit, you know, just, and I'm like, oh, I'm like, wow, this, this, I, this. I am in the middle of yeah, hell. I am because I'm, I'm on, uh, I only get it, get out of my cell one hour a day, 23 hours in because of, of my, you know, of course my charges. Um, and I'm the littlest guy, new guy on, on the block. If they, what they call it, you got to choose a side. Uh, Cause back then, that's you know they had the 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 the, the gang going on the Bloods and the Crips. Well, I ain't wasn't none of that. But you gonna choose a side? That's what they kept telling me. Kentucky, you gotta choose a side. I'm, I'm not choosing nothing. And so you'll be here long enough. You're gonna choose a side. And I'm like, I'm not gonna make it. I, I was like, I'm really not gonna make it. And then you got the other guys who want to physically touch you in the wrong way, and they're making comments. Day four. You you you, you said. I think to me, I mean, they wanted to rape you. Yeah, they wanted to rape me. They, you know, hey, Kentucky, you, I mean, right now, I'm, at that time, I'm one, probably 132 soaking wet, and I'm on 15, the 15 block road where everybody in there has got 15 years of life. Uh, so I'm the littlest, one of the littlest guys in there. I'm new, you know, and I ain't an ugly dude. I ain't no, I ain't an ugly dude now. But anyway, so... <laughs> But anyway, they, you know, they, hey, hey, Kentucky, you know, you look, you know, you look good. You, you, you know, we, we gonna, we gonna get you. What you gonna do? Who you gonna choose? I'm like, I'm not choosing nothing. Day five, I ain't come out myself. Didn't eat. Day six, same deal. Kentucky, you gotta come out sooner or later. Even the guards like, you know, you get your one hour when the one hour kept. Man, I'm cool. Close the door. <laughs> I'm good. I'm thinking because I'm like, okay. I know I'm going to die in here now because they're going to they're going to try me. They're going to try to take, you know, my manhood, if you will. They're going to try to rape me or whatever. If with that one of these gangs or whatever, they're going to keep tempting and trying and pushing and priding and all that stuff. So there's a no win situation in my mind. So I begin to to uh, hike myself up internally, and I, I begin. Okay, I'm gonna do some push ups, and I'm doing pull ups, and 130 pounds. I'm 130 pounds, and now I'm going to get big, you know, in a in a night, so I can fight. Yeah. Um, so so Victor, we're gonna take a break, but we're gonna um, as, when we come back, you did something that God loves for his people to do you cried out to him yes I did. we're going to take a break and it can't be a quick enough break because i want to hear this story so we're going to take a break <laughs> and be back shortly here on solid steps radio welcome back to solid steps radio again chad russell kurt satter and we're here talking to our friend victor vincent and if you have missed the first two segments you have missed a lot we, a man who was in grade school getting drunk, and now he's getting arrested for working for a Mexican cartel. He is in, up to day seven in prison, and it's not going well his first week in prison. So listen to those first two segments, and you'll know what we're talking about. But we want to thank our sponsors uh, of our show. Uh, we want to thank uh, Bright Star Home Care. They help people make the transition. If you've got a loved one who needs care, whether they are need one day a week or 24-7 care, Bright Star Home Care can help you with those folks. Uh, Dan Hart Financial, if you want to talk about a retirement, what does that look like? Uh, whether it's uh, retiring and being on a beach or retiring to go do more work, what does that look like uh, for you? Dan Hart can sit down with you and, and analyze that for you. And then Southern Smoke Catering, uh, Chris Hadley and his crew, uh, some of the best brisket you'll ever have. 
Uh, they are a catering-only barbecue company. SouthernSmokeCatering.com. Put some South in your mouth. So, um, you know, God is a redeeming God, and you, you're, you're, you're getting slow, Victor. Uh, six <laughs> days, and you still are like, but it's day seven. Day, day seven. That's a I, biblical number, man. It's a, it's a biblical number. I learned that later. But day seven, <laughs> uh, I have just convinced, you know, it's today is the day I got to come out. I haven't eaten, hadn't came out of the cell in four days. Uh, it wasn't going to go any longer. Uh, so that, that night, I ended up uh, praying to God. I remember... Uh, my mom praying all the time. My parents took drug us to church. So I, I knew the church life, so to speak, but never really took it serious. But just that went in my mind. I remember one night coming in on uh, one of my runs or whatever, and mama was in the room on her knees. She was just praying. I mean, just praying like never before. And I'm standing there in the dark listening, and she's praying for me. And that came back to my mind, and I decided to... Uh, that night at that moment. That was a know, Holy Spirit moment. That was a Holy Spirit moment. You know, looking back, I know now that was a Holy Spirit moment. I thank God for my parents uh, for for instilling that and, and putting presenting that in front of my eyes. So I I prayed that, that night. And, you know, I just got on my knees and um, I was, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, I got on my knees and I prayed a simple prayer. God is me as Victor. Uh, I know I don't deserve to go to heaven. I know I'm supposed to, I'm going to hell. I know I am, but uh, you get me out of this one, I'll, I'll do whatever you ask me to do. Um, and I mean, wow. You were so, you were so desperate. Wow. It's been a long time. <clears throat> but uh, he started sending everything back into my mind. I mean, all the times he's been there, uh, coming back from Chicago, drug run, and convertible Mustang, and I went to sleep at the wheel, car flipped multiple times. I was headed back south to Louisville. By the time it ended up flipping, it was headed on the other side of the highway north. Every window busted, top off. Uh, my my driver's side window is the only thing left, and I had a, I still got this little scratch on my leg, and he, he it, I just heard him speak. That was me. Uh, remember, you was in New York, and that incident with that gentleman, he put that snub nose 38 in, in your mouth and pulled the trigger, and it jammed. That was me. He just kept popping them off, Kurt. He, he was reminding you of his grace and protection. All the way. I, I never recognized it, never thought about it, uh, but he, he was just running all these multiple incidents throughout that journey that he has been protecting me and covering me. And I, I'm i crying. I'm boo-hooing. Now I got my face on the floor in the prison cell, and I'm just expressing God, just forgive me for this, forgive me for that. I'm sorry for that. Forgive my mom, my grandmama, everybody I hurt. You name my, my wife, the kids, you name everything that I could think of. I'm asking him to forgive me. And I promise you, it feel like this prayer lasted forever. But when God started speaking, because the cell lit up, I didn't have a light in my cell. The cell lit up and I'm on my face. And when that cell lit up, I'm trying to get up and look. But there was this pressure that was just pressing down on me and it would not let me up. And all I kept hearing was obey or die. Obey. Obey or, or die. die. And I'm just 
saying, thank you, God. Forgive me, Lord. I'll, I'll do whatever you want me to do. I'll, I'll, I'll follow your will. You know, I'm Jesus, whoever you are, because I didn't know Jesus. I knew the name, but I'm like, but Jesus, whoever you are, I'll, I'll, I'll do what you say. And, and God, just, 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 just do whatever you need to do with me. And I'm, before I knew it, I'm standing straight up on, straight up, hands straight up. This light, I'm trying to look, and it won't, it's so bright, and I'm, I'm blinking, but it's holding me down. But the moment it let me up, I'm standing straight up in my cell, and the last words again was, obey or die. Just that quick. It was so clear. It was so clear. I mean, it was so clear, because it was so clear, because immediately after that, I literally went and sat, slept in that bunk for the first time like a baby. It, it was so much peace and and fear at the same time, but I have never ever felt that type of presence in my life. I have never felt. I felt peace in a prison cell. I literally slept like a baby. I haven't felt. I haven't slept like that since I got put under for having shoulder surgery. That's how peaceful it was. Mm. And in the middle of the that that morning, now I knew that morning. I heard my name. They called my name and my number. And the guard comes to my cell. He puts the handcuffs on me, the shackles around my waist, shackles my feet, and latches me to him. And he walks me all, He walks me out. Walks me all the way to the front of the prison. And what, and what do you think is happening? I'm thinking now, I'm going to get transferred, which is good. Because these guys, they come. I got to deal with these guys in the morning. I have to. But I'm getting transferred. So I'm I'm hobbling up. Oh, he takes me all the way to the front, sits me in a room, takes all the he takes the handcuffs off, the shackles off, doesn't chain me to the bench, which they normally do, cuts the light on and says, sit right here. Don't move. I ain't going nowhere. You know. About an hour later, later, some ladies come in. They I could tell they getting work together, computers shut on, I smell coffee. They get everything set, and the lady, she comes to the to the counter. Glass. She calls my name. I step up and she's sliding papers to me to sign. So I'm like, okay, I'm getting transferred. I'm like, okay, God answered my prayer. I'm still thinking about this encounter because that was weird. I ain't never experienced nothing like that. But I know it was real. I'm not crazy. That happened. And I'm trying to make sense of it. And she still signed these papers. I signed in papers and I said, uh, excuse me, uh, what prison am I going to? She says, you're not going to another prison. I said, Okay, then where am I going? She said, you're going home. I stepped back. I literally stepped back and said, no, that's a mistake. I said, I, I you know, I, I was sentenced to 30 years, so I, I can't be going home. That's a mistake. I, I, I'm not leaving because then I'll be a fugitive. She said, no, 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 no. Look, there's a, there's a guy outside who's waiting on you. He's a Bell's bondsman. Uh, the judge has uh, released you. We, we can't explain it, but the judge is releasing you. This, so, does, this never happened. It's never happened. And you, you're getting released to the Bell's bondsman. You're going to go with him and you got to go to court in the morning. She releases me. I see my clothes, my bag that I ain't nothing but what I had on when I got locked up. My clothes right there. And she, she hands the clothes. The guard walks me out and there is this Bell's bondsman waiting on me. And he's like, you coming with me. I'm going to take you to court. Uh, and once you go to court and we ran in the car and I never thought about it. He said, man, you a lucky dude. It, I'm not, it's not registering. I get in court and the judge says, Mr. Vincent, I could not sleep. Like God would not let me sleep. You don't belong in prison. 
I have never, ever done nothing like this before in my life. I can't even explain it, but God will not let me sleep. All I kept thinking about was you. You don't belong in prison. I'm going to do something today that I've never done. When I'm done, Mr. Vincent, I want you to go in this back chamber with the prosecutor and the lawyer. And when they get done, Mr. Vincent, don't ever come back to Arkansas. We walk back up behind the counter. I'm still just, I'm just kind of just not there. I'm not there. The lawyer and the prosecutor in this chamber room, they pacing the side of the room because they're trying to figure out what, what's going on. What do we do? We, we don't even know how to process this. The lawyer said, well, you heard him. Got to let him go. He's sending him home. She said, all we can do is call back to Louisville, see if somebody will take him. If they take him, I mean, you're free to go. And they called Louisville, got a PO. I called my mother because I had to have a residence. I said, mom, can I come home? She said, of course. And they brought a bus ticket for me and sent me home. Oh my gosh. And I, I mean, and I'm, I'm blown away. You were in, supposed to be in prison, supposed sentenced to, for 30 years. 30 years. And you were there seven for days. seven days. Seven so there was no days. technicalities. It was purely a judge convicted to say, I'm letting you go. He was convicted to say, I'm letting you go. They caught me red-handed with everything. I mean, everything. They, they caught me red-handed. So there was no technicalities. It's, it's, Dude, this is a, mir- a miracle. Oh yeah, and, 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 straight up. And yet, we we got to take a break here, and we got one segment. But listeners, not only did God work a miracle here in Victor's life, um, he is now uh, just just a little bit away from getting his PhD. He's teaching. He's pastoring, and God is using him in incredible ways for the kingdom of God. And we're going to take a break. And I want to find out if he's, if he's ever been back to Arkansas. So we're going to take a break. <laughs> and we're going to be back shortly here on Solid Steps Radio. <laughs> Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. Chad Russell and Kurt Satter. We are here with our friend Victor Vincent. And I'm begging you, please, if you are just catching this in the car or somewhere and you got a piece of this, you need to go listen to the first three segments of this show. Go to Facebook, SoundCloud.com or iTunes look up Solid Steps Radio, or you can go to furtherstillministries.org and click on the mic and you can hear our podcast, listen to this show in its entirety. Thank you to great sponsors like Iroquois Family Dental. They've got two locations in the Louisville area, one in Iroquois Park area, and then the other out in East Louisville uh, for family dental work. Uh, Southeast Outlook, they are a publication that talks and tells the stories that God is writing throughout the world. And also Veritech Generators, if you need a generator for your house, your business, and you need something to cover your bases uh, electrically, Veritech Generator can do that. But these sponsors help us have a podcast and commercial free. Please go listen to this and let's finish this amazing story we're hearing. Yeah, and, I, and listeners, please pass this on to other folks because they need to hear the story of hope and redemption. And uh, so, Victor, here you are. You're, you, you, just a miracle. You're, you're supposed yeah. to be in prison 30 years. You're out in seven days. Seven days. Um, God basically speaks to this judge and releases you. You come back home, and God has a plan. Yeah, a major plan that I, I, I was, uh, needless to say, I really wasn't ready for, but I, I knew that that obey and die or die that he's put in my ear, it, it just... That's the driving force for who I am still to this day because I came home. My mom's freaking out when I get there because she's like, okay, they're going to come back and get you. You know, uh, everybody's wondering because you, you shouldn't be here. Did you snitch and all that? No, didn't do that. But 
I remember sitting uh, in front of the house one day on the stoop, if you will, and an old friend from high school comes by, and he's a pastor, and I didn't know it. And he's like, what you doing? I said, man, I just got out of prison. He said, when? I said, today. He said, really? Not you? I said, yeah, me. But he said, you know, I got a church. We have service on Saturday. Won't you come? I'll come back and get you. I said, no, I'll do one better. How about you take me with you now? Because I don't know what I might do. And it'd be real easy for me to just, you know. Get stupid again. Yes. And he said, fine. He took me with him, went to church with him, spent the whole day with him. And sitting in that, at that church experience, God began to just, he's speaking to me again. Obey or die. And I begin to realize this is really happening. I am little, I am free. I have a parole officer and all that, but I'm, I shouldn't be here. I'm free. And I go through trying to find a job. That wasn't happening. For two years, my record, no one would touch me. I was on federal hold. I mean, I would apply to gas stations. You know, I remember applying to Myers, and the record came back. And the lady said, what did you do? <laughs> you know, we can't hire you. And I went through all that. But those two years I knew were now was just a time for God to really Groom me to trust him. Because mm. it's, it's easy to go back to what you used to do. Yes. And I'm like, I don't want to do this. I can't do this. But my prayer life began to grow because now I'm really talking to God every day throughout the day, at night. Okay, God, what you want me to do? I'm frustrated. I can't get a job. I can't take care of myself. He took the taste of marijuana and dope and crack, all of that out of my mouth. So I wasn't looking and chasing that stuff. But I knew I couldn't live like like, like this. And I'm, I met my wife now of 15 years. Thank God for her. I call her, her name is Angel. I changed the whole name. Her name is really Angel. Because when I met her, I said, you, you an angel. You, you were sent just from me. And she would pray with me. And I, we made a plan. We're gonna, you're going to follow God because she's a Christian woman. You're going to follow and trust God. And she said, you know what? You're going to go to school. And you're going you're gonna to finish school. You're going to get your bachelor's. You're going to get your master's. And you're going to get your doctorate. And I'm listening to her like, you're crazy. That's not happening for me. I'm going to get a job and I'm going to be fine. I begin to hear God speak about ministry, church, because now I'm going to church. I'm faithful in church. I'm not missing nothing. When the doors is open, I'm the Bible study. Even if it was nothing going on for adults, I'm walking in the door. I just wanted to be there in his presence. Yes. And, 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 and that became my life. It became just this passion, this, this draw for me. And I began to realize that God is moving me into this place of peace and comfort, but it's only with him. It's not in no job. He's taking care of me. I went to Campbellsville, got my, my bachelor's, kept going, got my master's. After, and after the, you got your master's, they asked you to start teaching. They, they hired me on. I mean, they, 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 they knew my journey. Uh, thank God for my mentor. Uh, Jim Williams, he, he he still my mentor. They hired me, and my life began to just totally and, change. And you're 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 teaching the Bible. I'm teaching the Bible. I'm teaching at, Christ at, co- at, at an undergrad at an undergrad at Campbellsville, at Campbellsville University. University. And I'm I'm looking at myself like I'm suit and ties. I'm teaching class. You know, I'm 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 preaching and teaching. In and different when places. I met you, you were just. You're in the process of beginning. I think you were beginning your PhD. I was beginning my PhD when you and I met. Um, hadn't I just started pastoring too? 
my first church pastor. Yeah, that's right. Yes. I, I mean, life is great. And and I'm I'm thinking back like I didn't want to be no preacher. That it was nowhere in my purview, not in my dream, my plan. But it was always God's plan for me. And I went through this journey uh, of of really learning how to follow and trust God. Because life wasn't always easy. I don't want folks to say, oh, he just got out of prison and oh, he just went on this straight and narrow. And I didn't try to commit no crimes, but it's tough. You can't you can't work. You're trying to take care of yourself. Got kids, you know, uh, got divorced. So I'm, all the strikes of life, Christianity against me, yes. addict, you know, prison, jails, all of them, divorce, you name it. I, all of that is on me. So I have to learn how to live now a life with God and forgiving myself as well as asking others to forgive me, uh, uh, earning integrity and respect back. Mm-hmm. No, that that was a process that I had to go through. But, but as you're continuing to, to learn and grow in the grace and knowledge, uh, getting your undergrad, getting your graduate degree, uh, the, that trust is happening. Oh my God! They, they see the transformation before their very eyes. Yes, and 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 you know our our time is rapidly slipping away here. But I, you you just recently finished all your PhD work. Finishing my dissertation now, and you're 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 working on your dissertation. Yes, yes, I'm and, done this year. It's over. Uh, this year is going to be over. It's over. And 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 I I asked you. I said, brother, um, if you, what is your dream job? I want you to tell our listeners what would be your dream job. My dream job is to pastor a multicultural, multi generation, multi ethnic church. That's my dream job. I would love it. And um, and you know what? We serve a God, Ephesians 3 says, that does immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine according to his glory and power. And um, brother, I, I, I don't know how all this is going to pan out, but all I, I, don't, <laughs> I know this, that God is using you. He's got his hand on you and he is going to continue to use you for his glory as an instrument of righteousness amen and uh thank you jesus uh brother i i just uh, i love hearing your story i love having you come in here and sharing and again listeners please pass this on to people who need to hear that god is a redeeming god because if he can take victor vinson uh, in the midst of in the middle of arkansas 30 years of prison and now um got a phd um, and God's using you to teach and pastor and lead others for his glory. Um, anything is possible. Anything need, is possible. Uh, brother, thanks for coming in. Would you My pray pleasure. for us guys? Yes, definitely, definitely. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much again for the opportunity to share our experience with you. Mm. Lord, I ask that you would just let your hand of mercy your hand of grace, your spirit right now, just have an encounter with each and every man right now in this world. Mm. Let them experience, God, not what I went through, but what you want them to see. Let them know that you are real. You are a forgiving God. You are a merciful God. But most of all, you are a faithful God. Even when we're not faithful to you, that undeserving faithfulness that you have is so powerful. 
Arrest them wherever they are right now, God. Mm-hmm. Handcuff that man wherever he is right now. Lord, shackle that man wherever he is right now and speak into his life to transform his life, to change his life upside down. Right now, Lord, I'm asking you to do that in the name of Jesus so that he can be used for your purpose and your destiny. I ask it as humble as we know how in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Thank you, Victor. Transitional life Christian Church is where you're pastoring. Yes. And uh, folks, check him out and uh, check out Victor Vincent's uh, story. Again, pass this on to your friends and loved ones. And Victor, just do you have a Facebook page? Yes, the TLC. I have a personal Facebook page, but it's uh, the Transitional Life Christian has a Facebook page. We also have YouTube. We're on every Wednesday at 7 p.m., every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Uh, and we would love to see you at Transitional Life Christian TLC, where we trust God, we love Jesus Christ, and we show compassion to people. And TLC is the perfect place for imperfect people. <laughs> All right, so that's... Uh, TLC, and that again, that is Transitional Life Christian Church. That's just Transitional Life Christian. Okay, Transitional Life Christian. If you want to look him up on Facebook and you get some more information. So you heard a story, and I dare you to write a story like that and how it can be, that, that sounds better than any fiction story you could ever write. And the truth of the matter is that's a story that God wrote and that God is still writing. And the God who he bowed down to and said, who said to him, obey or die is the same God that is pursuing you. And if you're hearing my voice right now and you're thinking, yeah, but you don't know what I've done. Well, you just heard what Victor's done. <laughs> and that same grace, Jesus's blood is good enough to erase your sin. Yes, it is. Amen. Amen so, uh, today may be your day. Thank you for listening. Pass this along to somebody else who may enjoy it. Uh, and we appreciate your support of solid steps radio.